What's up, you guys? It's another episode of the Triple Option Report, where I talk about sports, comics, and pop culture. And today, I got my brother with me. Hey, what's up? What's up? What's up? From? Uh, from uh, the First and Fifteen podcast. And uh, what do you want to talk about today? Uh, I think you. We were talking earlier about what are our favorite comic book runs of all time. Not the best, but, but our, our personal, our personal favorite. It's, it's a difference. Yeah. So. Uh, I, it's like you can have a, yeah. a favorite NBA player. My favorite NBA player, one of them were, was Penny Hardaway. Love Penny Hardaway, but is he the group? Is the goat? The goat? No. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, nice. it could be he's both. Great. He's, he's great. All time great. But all time great. Yeah. So but, yeah, you how, how you want to do this? And uh, runs mean like when a writer is on a comic book and on a title specific title specifically like, for a few years, like a certain run. amount of time. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a few years. It could be like. A few weeks. True, but it's all like continued. Do you get mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So that that's basically what it is. All right, so how you want to do this? Oh, we can start from five and go all the way up to one. All right, I'm it's saying okay. top five. So yeah. do you want to go first? You want me to go first? Uh, you can go first. Yeah, can go I ahead and go first. Okay. All right, first on my list, this guy is going to appear more than once on my list, but Robert Kirkman and Invincible. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know a lot of people have watch the series and everything and and thus far the series has stayed mostly true and if it still does i'm telling you there's a twist that you will not see coming uh, even past the finale yeah of the last season it is one of my favorite comic book runs of all time i love invincible the graysons you know omni man i vote viltramites and, and i question how they're gonna do Everything. Oh, so well, yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, but there are a few storylines <laughs> in there that uh, they can't. Obviously, you. I cannot. mean, I don't. I mean, I don't uh, yeah, we'll, we'll just. I'm not gonna uh, spoil it for people, but go read Invincible. It's a great series. Yeah. So, uh, that's my number five, Robert Kirkman. Uh, nine. My number five. Okay, so this writer, I decided to go with one writer per. You know, for my list, oh, instead dang. of doing multiple ones, Oops. but. Like, this guy, he could have made a list. I could have made a list, like, or just his runs by themselves. Okay. Grant Morrison. Yeah, I could have oh. done his Batman run, his New, Mex- his new X-Men run, mm. his uh, uh, Doom Patrol, uh, what was it, Invisibles? Stuff like, like, yeah. He, he's he's a legend, obviously. One of the greatest writers ever. Okay. But. You got to choose one. To me, his best run is his JLA run. Okay. I... It's like the quintessential Justice League run. When you think of Justice League, you think in comics rise. You mm-hmm. think of Grant Morrison's JLA one. Grant Morrison, man. It was just larger than life. Like, like what he did, I mean, he made these characters seem like it was the Silver Age. Mm. One thing Grant Morrison's a master at, well, two things. He can either make something seem as surrealist as possible or make it seem as larger than life as possible. Mm-hmm. He has a huge imaginary mind. And that's kind of a shrink that as a writer. So yeah, like like if you want a quintessential like com- comic book run that's the stereotypical com- like superhero run of just like blowing up planets and everybody's it's insanely powerful and that's larger than life, Grant Morrison's JLA is like the run for you. Okay. Well, that's funny you talk about Grant Morrison because he's my number four. Grant Morrison and Batman. His run you know, writing Batman, you got Batman Incorporated, uh, Batman R.I.P. Uh, you introduce Damien 
Wayne. It, I mean, a lot of what yep. the modern Batman is is because of that man. Yeah. Wasn't uh, uh, Dick uh, Grayson? Dick Grayson Batman? was yeah. Batman during the run. So, nah, this is. That's funny how Grant Morrison was. Because that was my number four. Kind of led right into it. Also, so there you go. I forgot one other one. Batman's my favorite comic. Grant Morrison. So. His Animal Man run. Animal almost, Man's up there. Yeah. Almost Man. Up, maybe. I thought you had mentioned that. You didn't mention Animal Man? Nope. Surprising. Oh, why? Well, yeah. Nah, yeah. Batman's going to be on this list again. I just want to warn you. You will <laughs> learn if I ever come back on Blake's podcast. I'm a Batman super fan. So, yeah. Grant Morrison's Batman runs number four. Go ahead. Uh, Number four for me. This guy was rightfully canceled. It's unfortunate that he's kind of a scumbag, but Joss Whedon's uh, uh, astonishing X-Men run. It was like a masterpiece, honestly. It was, kind of, it was kind of perfect from beginning to end. There was really no flaw. Every story was great. Every issue was great. Even the art, which wasn't him. It was uh, Cassidy, but like, it was great. Everything just fit perfectly. It was super safe, but in a great way. Like, like it wasn't like... He didn't make any huge, uh, like, uh, uh, changes to the characters like that, but it worked, if that makes sense. And also, bringing back Colossus was great, because I like Colossus. So, yeah, like, and also, it brought The Gifted, mm. one of the best comic stories ever. Mm. So, yeah, like, like overall, a, a phenomenal run, and it's one that got me deep into comic books as, a, as like, a middle schooler growing up. So, yeah, huge fan. Okay, okay. Now, my number three, Blake, y'all have to understand, this is not a list of the greatest. It is my favorite because the one about the name is the greatest comic book run. It just happens to be third on my comic book runs of my favorites. Chris Claremont, when he was over X-Men for, I think it's 15, 16 years, mm-hmm. what the X-Men are today, and I won't go too much because I know Blake has this high on this list and he can go really into depth. He changed yeah. what Wolverine, what we see of him today, yeah. what we know and love, Chris Claremont, Kitty Pride, uh, Gambit. Gambit's my favorite X-Men ever. Made right at the end, but yeah. Made right at the end. Gambit. I mean, uh, Rogue, Chris Claremont. It is the greatest comic book run, in my opinion, of all time. But when we talk about my favorites, it's number three. But all props to Chris Claremont. Legend. Uh in the highest selling comic book edition ever was X-Men number one. Well, it was at the very end. Like, I think, like, the end and the beginning of the next one, something like that. Somewhere around. It's because yeah. of him, though. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Chris Claremont is one of the goats. Go ahead, Blake. At number three, for me, and this, these number three and number two connect each other, I have James Robinson Starman. So, I think you know what my number two would probably be okay. if, you, if you're deep into that stuff. Okay. Again, I just love everything from the legacy base, everything about it, I, I love because. To me, this felt like what DC should be about. I'm not a fan of killing off legacy characters like that or or, or like uh, trying to, to uh, what's the word for it, retcon stuff? Retcon. Or like, or like uh, trying to de-age characters. It felt like this run did the exact opposite of that in any way. It, did, it, it brought history of... Um, one thing I like about DC and even Marvel now it's getting a lot older too is that you can, in a way, almost feel like you're growing up with the characters because they grow up with you, right? Mm-hmm. So you can see like they had older characters from like World War II with the 40s and 50s. It's hard to explain, mm-hmm. and but like seeing like oh, and now their kids are are, are the superheroes for my generation. That's like, true. Like, like that's the stuff that I really liked, and this comic really embraced that. And I like 
and in the whole Starman legacy in general. Like, hey, was Jack Knight, number two greatest legacy character ever behind Wally West. But yeah, like, like, yeah, it's just an amazing story in comic book run. It is. This is it's one of the best ever, and it connects directly to my number two. But okay, yeah. See, man, Blake knows his comics, y'all. Uh, my number two. This man, you know, Blake's mentioned uh, Joss Whedon, a problematic person, awful person, awful person. I'm sorry, okay. like I don't read up on Joss yeah. Whedon. So, you know. go, yeah, he's not getting any comfort. Yeah. He rightfully so. Okay, I will. I'm whatever day. Uh, this man here has kind of sullied his reputation. Jeff Loeb. Uh, not because it's not because it's, it's more uh, not the same reason. Oh, it's not the same reason. Yeah, yeah. It's because of the you know how he stereotyped Asians and just some of the comments he's made yeah. in recent years has been very disappointing. Yeah. But when we were making this list, I don't support him now. But he, uh, his run during Batman, there was a lot of like one-offs and things. But created my favorite comic book story, huh? I said, I forgot he did this stuff. Oh, my God. Yeah. Batman, my favorite Batman story of all time, The Long Halloween. Man, I can, we could have a whole podcast. Is that a run? But it's not the only one he did. That's true. He does, he does it. Yeah, he's done it. Does it. Does it. Does it. Does it. You know, Dark Victory, he did that. Uh, so his run during Batman, just for Long Halloween alone, I'm just, I'm not going to look. Selfishly, I'm going to say that because I'm a huge Batman fan. That's my number two. My favorite. Now, if we listen to Greatest, it's not in the top five at all. But my number two favorite is that one. So, and, and again, I'm not supporting him now. But uh, I'll just give my honest list. All right, go ahead. Uh, number two for me. Like I said, this connects to my number three. And that's Jeff John's JSA run. From 99 to what? That Honestly, the whole JSA in general from like 99 to 2011. All of it. Loved all of it. I like again. I talked about legacy characters, and it makes sense. This is an amazing job, and every single one of these people who was on it, like it just felt iconic, and it felt like like a family that was a superhero team. But like it was like I said, it was hard to explain. But reading like an old comic from like the forties or fifties and seeing that character now as like an old person, but like their descendants are now that version. It just kind it's kind of neat. It's really neat. I like that stuff, and then. This run is just not only was it phenomenal for doing that, but like I said, like like, it like I said before, it's hard to explain. I don't know. It's, it's pretty much like a carbon copy of what I thought about James Robinson's Star. So explain for us. Okay, thanks. Uh, like uh, uh, knowing that you grow up with the characters, right? And they don't get they don't stay young. They get old, and they grow up with you. It's unique and kind of surreal in a way, and I really like stuff like that. And this run, and the James Robinson Starman run, really, like, embraced this. So, like, I don't know. It kind of shows that change can happen even in comic books. Even in the fantasy world. And I don't know, I just feel like that's really unique. So, like, it, it doesn't feel either like it's kind of, uh... You know a problem with comic books, right, Joel? Mm -hmm. Is that, that, uh... Sometimes they kill off or, or, or re, uh... uh or like they bring back somebody back from the dead all the time. And it just seems kind of like, mm-hmm, soulless in a way. Not a fan of it. Yeah. So without permanently killing people off or 
making them just get older and retire and having their legacy bond to another person is unique. It seems super realistic. And I just think that's kind of, and I just think that's kind of cool. So yeah, that run also is personally a fan favorite of mine because it brought me into comics. That was the first comic I read like full time that made me like, okay, yeah, I like this stuff. And I, <laughs> I've been a fan of comics ever since. Mine's probably Fantastic Four. So yeah, like like I have a personal also love for Jeff Johns JSA from that standpoint too. Okay, that that's a good choice, man. Like again, Blake's the the comic book aficionado. <laughs> He knows about comics more than anyone I know. Uh, my number one. Oh, I, he was my number five. Robert Kirkman's The Walking Dead is my favorite comic book run of all time. Where do I even, y'all? Huh. Oh well, the show, the second half of the show, I won't. Mention. Yeah, it went on too long. But from the video games, right, yeah. I've read the comics all the way. Ooh. How did I forget Fables? Oh, yeah, you like Fables. Oh, my God. You, went to, you can make your own honorable mention. Make your own uh, honorable mention. Fables, my one, one B. I totally right. forgot about that. Uh, but, yeah, The Walking Dead. I just like stories that are realistic. I mean, it's not realistic. It's, it's zombies. It's so, But, it's but they don't have powers or anything yeah. like that. Like, And it, it kind of shows. And I like, I like stories that show the complexities of life and how people deal with each other it's not just good versus evil because most people aren't all of one so that's why i like the walking dead they're hard decisions people have to make sacrifices people have to make you know i mean enemies turn friends and friends turn enemies and i just like and maybe that's why i like fables too is even though it's a fantasy thing with fables uh like the walking dead they kind of deal with the, the complexities of life and so I'm always trying to think I know it sounds philosophical and all that but The Walking Dead I could read it just straight like all the editions I mean it would take me a while a few days but I could and, and not get tired of it each and every time uh yeah I, what can I say man I love The Walking Dead uh the comic is better than any other iteration of whether it's the video game or the TV show none of them compared to the actual comic itself so or graphic novel. Uh, so I'm, I'm going with Robert Kirkman, the legend himself in The Walking Dead as my favorite comic book run of all time. Uh, for me, I'm, I'm just going to point out some some honorable mentions I didn't stick before. Okay. And like all of those Grant Morrison runs I just said, mm-hmm. had, like, yeah, all those in there. Uh, I think Walt Simpson's Thor, the greatest story run ever. Mm. Definitely. Yeah. That one's up there. But that's what, Better Ray Bill and all? Better yeah. Ray Bill. Yep. And, uh, oh, there's some more I was thinking about. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, all of Vertigo. I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. Wait, I, did I, I almost all, well, Fables is part of Vertigo, so. Okay, there we go. Yeah. But, yeah, like, like, stuff like, uh, uh oh, I put Watchmen. Is that, that's a story, that a, though. That's more of a story, I think. Yeah, because there's not enough editions, yeah. like, we're talking about Walking Dead or Fables. Alan, speaking that's of like Alan Moore, Alan Moore something. Bonkers when I first read that. Like, yeah. Okay, wait, quick. Favorite comic book story of all time. We did runs, we got a little more time. What's your favorite comic book story? Oh, that's, that's a tough one. Long Halloween. That's up there for me. I uh, love the Long Halloween. That one and uh, the Dark Knight Returns. I think E is for Extinction, All-Star Superman, Gifted, Dark Phoenix Saga. 
Ooh. Born again, Daredevil Born Again. Watch. You can massacre Watchmen. Yeah. Watchmen might be the greatest of all time. Uh, is up. Demon Bear Saga from New Mutants. Yeah, there's some. Yeah. That's a little harder to. That, but no, nah, there's some definitely some great comic book runs. Wild I mean, West Flash. Ooh. Wally West. Quintessential Flash to me. Yeah. <laughs> Barry Allen. No, I think Wally West. They had a good Barry thing. Allen. How they ended Barry Allen and Brian Wally West was perfect. Barry and, Allen. And, and I was not a fan of them bringing back Barry Allen. I mean, I was fan. I was cool with them doing it, but like. Making this a permanent flash again, I just feel like you, how they ended Barry Allen and Brian Wally West made perfect sense, right? You disrespect Barry Allen oh, was Barry, no. This is this is a great thing. Like like how they killed him off and and what was it uh uh Crisis on Infinite Earths? Mm-hmm. Like how that happened. He was like the one superhero that kind of brought back superheroes in the Silver Age, right? Mm-hmm. And then he's the one who actually kills himself to stop the anti monitor so he can bring the new era. Post Silver Age, yeah, and it was the new, the new Flash is the one that he trained in Wally West. Come on, I thought it was kind of perfect, honestly. What's the um? Oh my gosh, I thought Deadpool's '90s one was obviously iconic, but uh, who else? Like for honorable mention, uh, who else? Hmm. Stan Lee and, 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 and uh, Steve Ditko's Spider-Man, obviously, making Spider-Man. And also, uh, Stan Lee and Jack Kirby's Fantastic Four. And, uh, how do get his name? Oh, we talk about another comic book story, The Judas Contract. That's another one that's one of oh, my favorites. Yeah. Oh, speaking of that, Marv Wolfman and, and, and George Perez. Yeah. Yeah. They're Titans run, obviously. Uh... uh and, uh, oh, Jonathan Hickman's Fantastic Four run. That's a good one. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Roger Stern, Spider-Man, uh, 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 Rick Remender's and Kenny X-Force. Love that run. And uh, a couple more. Oh, about Stan Lee? I, I said that. Oh, you Stan said that already? Oh, my bad. Yeah, 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 <laughs> I was paying attention, as you know. <laughs> <laughs> and Peter David, his Hulk run, but also his two X-Factor runs. Loved both of them. 90s oh. and 2000s. Uh, but yeah, overall, my number one comic, com- my number one comic book run, all right, is uh definitely we've already stated, Chris Claremont. Yeah, again, it's, it's the greatest. All of it. It's the greatest. All of it from not just the Uncanny X Men, but also uh, X Factor, uh, New Mutants, uh, Excalibur, all of it, the whole thing. <laughs> Seriously, from, from about seventy four, seventy five to about ninety one. The entire thing. Great. All of it just it, greatest. Yeah. It it's it's kinda Not close. like you said. Well, it's close. I think Sandman. Sandman, oh yeah. yeah. But like the characters this yeah, man is coming man. I, 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 it's, it's like fifty of them. It, that we still use. Saber tooth. fifty. Sabretooth. More than fifty. Avalanche. Yeah. Uh, so many. Like like the X Men are the X Men because of him. Because of him, he gives he gave Wolverine that edge that he has. And he didn't look. Cre- yeah, he didn't create the X Men, but he made no, them. He made them what they are. Yeah, like like man, for about almost seven. And think about this, Joe. Yeah. For like, it wasn't just like four years. It's like five, John Wooden. Four years in basketball. And yeah. there's UCLA, UCLA basketball before John Wooden, but he makes the yeah. UCLA. 
Like, like it's like it's not just like four years, and that's pretty good for a comic run lengthwise. It's what more than a decade and a half, yeah, nonstop, and yeah. all of it at least good. That, like, like and, and it sells well. Like that, I, I think that's like, it come, yeah, it's kind of a perfect run. It honestly. is. It's it's the template for everyone who's come after him. Yep. What you can do with the title and expand it, can not just write. Change the X Men entirely. Yeah, so you can give it life. From a, from a run that was going to be canceled to the something. Biggest not, one in <laughs> yeah, the biggest run in comic books. In comics. History. X Men. Yeah, in history, it's X Men. Yeah. That's literally the highest selling. You took a list of, of yeah. the highest selling editions of a comic book. It, it Look, got. You can say what you want. Even the MCU, right? Yeah. The Avengers are big, right? X-Men but figure. you already know what's happening. They're starting to do it if you're not noticing. X-Men are getting pushed more and more. The second they have that that property, that's their golden goose. That's over, man. And at the end of the day. The, the X-Men are, are to Marvel what like Superman and, Bat- and Batman and Wonder Woman are to DC. And what Spider-Man is also to Marvel. If they get that, that's automatically first place. Everything else is secondary. Yeah. And it's entirely because of him. That guy. Chris Claremont. Yep. So that's those are two. That's a pretty good list, Blake. Huh. Thanks. And good list to you. Oh, thank, up? thank you, my brother. Thank you, thank you, man. It's, it's always a pleasure talking anything. Oh, shameless plug: talking sports, Comics, comic books, and pop, pop culture. culture. <laughs> okay. On, <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> on, on your podcast, nah. This is the guy. Yeah. Subscribe to his. He oh. he won't say it enough. I'm gonna say it for him. You subscribe to. Please subscribe to the Triple Option Report. Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Share it. Tell your grandma. Tell your friend, your boss, your co-worker. You're not getting anything like what Blake's giving out. And the same to this guy with uh, the 1st and 15th. Is it the 1st and 15th or just 1st and 15th? 1st and 15th. 1st and 15th. It was kind of hard because, there were, you know, yeah. I had to find something unique, so I had to cut the... So, <laughs> on this subscribe and do the same thing to him. Subscribe, oh, download, man. follow, push it out there yourself if oh, you want man. to. Like, like, yeah. Yeah, okay. Thank you, Blake. Thank oh. you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll just say this. Um, eventually, maybe I can get on your Oh, right. Oh, we're going to. <laughs> you know, because, you know, we do, like, civics and, you know, civil rights and you know, advocacy and politics. So I'm very sure next year, especially next oh, year, but yeah. probably this year too. Soon. No, I'm just gonna say soon. We're gonna have Blake on to to uh, give his predictions and his analysis of what's going on in this country. Uh, Blake knows about politics. Look, man, he, there's nothing Blake doesn't know about. You too. Oh no, no, no. no. Okay. <laughs> no, no. Uh, nah, but go ahead, man. Uh, well. That's it for today's episode. Uh, my next episode is going to be on Friday. It's going to be a pre. I'll just go ahead and, and do a sneak peek. It's going to be a preview of what week one of college football is officially. Okay. Because that's coming up in the official week one. Like, that was just week zero. Go week. blue. Like, this whole thing. Yeah, we're going to smash East Carolina. And Peacock. Huh. Not on TV. Free trial. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like. <laughs> It's like it's like Premier League all over again. Yeah, all trial, the games are peacock. But uh, <laughs> yeah, like like I'm gonna preview. I'm I'm previewing college football week one. So if you're a big college football fan or stuff like that, definitely watch. And if you know anyone who is, definitely tell them to watch. So yeah, again, I want to thank y'all for watching this. Always, always. Definitely, thank without y'all, 
this doesn't exist. And and no, I don't know what's episode fifty on her. Yeah, yeah, it's all thanks to y'all. Most definitely, most mm-hmm. definitely. Uh, continue to uh, uh, follow me on Twitter at Pulliam P U L L I M underscore Blake, all lowercase. Follow me on Threads if you're still doing that, Blake. Y'all get back on Threads. <laughs> underscore Pull no Blake Pulliam one, all lowercase. Or is it Blake underscore Pulliam one? It's Blake underscore Pulliam one. My bad. All yeah, lowercase. Yeah, been on there so long. Yeah, you forgot is you. <laughs> and uh, follow me on TikTok, the Triple Ops Report. That's just it. Yeah. And uh, what about you? Oh my God! Uh, if you want to follow me on social media, the uh, TikTok, just look my name up, and wow. Joel Pulliam, J O E L P U L I M, and uh, on Twitter, Threads, Instagram, it's just Joel underscore Pulliam, on every one of them. So I, I guess I wanted to be the first Joel Pulliam when I had my old Twitter account. I was, but you know, things have already done. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, yeah. Thank you again, Blake. Oh. Most definitely, it's a pleasure talking to you, brother. Same to you. Most definitely, most definitely. So go ahead and do your thing, man. All right. So uh, that's it for today. See you guys again on Friday. Bye. See you.